As things change, other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Are you feeling unsure about when you need to wear a mask, when to stay six feet apart, and when to keep gathering small? The answer is simple. You need to do all three anytime you're with someone you don't live with, inside or out, even with family and friends. When you wear a mask and spread out and keep gathering small, you're helping slow the spread of COVID-19. Learn more at coronavirus.wa.gov. A message from the state of Washington. Hey everyone, just wanted to pop in really quickly before the episode gets started to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor has been such a big help in creating this podcast and is really the reason that you're listening to this episode on the platform that you are, which is super cool. So if you want to learn more about Anchor, just head to anchor.fm or you can download the Anchor app on your phone. All right, well, that is all. So let's just get into the episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Girl We Gotta Talk. I hope everyone is having a great day. Um, Today's episode is going to be a reality TV recap with um, a mix of other TV shows that I recommend and then some other ones that I want to really get started on. So we are going to cover Real Housewives of New York, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Vanderpump Rules. Um, We're going to talk about Listen to Your Heart from... um, ABC's The Bachelor, and then just some Netflix shows I've been watching and stuff like that. So I'm really excited for this episode. Hopefully you guys are too. So let's just jump right in. Okay, so we can start with, I don't even know where to begin. I guess we can start with Monday Night, which was Listen to Your Heart. Um, This is the second episode of Listen to Your Heart. And the first time that it came on, and I did a little recap on it, I wasn't too fond of it, and that honestly still hasn't changed. I don't love the show. Um, It's really hard for me to, like, stay um, engaged. Like, I always am, like, picking up my phone and trying to, like, drown out the show, which is, like, terrible to say, Um, but I'm just going to give my recap and my thoughts on it because there are a lot of people that wanted me to do it, and I'm doing it for you guys. Um, I am going through the pain so that you don't have to. So, to start off the episode, basically Jamie, who is kind of the front runner of the show already from the first episode, gets another date card. So, last week she went on a date with Ryan. They went to meet with producers at Capitol Records and they sang that um, John Mayer song. Like, they did a cover of it. Um, And Ryan was like really cute and sweet to her, but like, She kind of was always thinking of Trevor, which is the American Idol guy, which is who she took on this date. So, Jamie and Trevor go on a date. They go to Venice Beach and they play music basically um, out on the street, like on the sidewalk. They put basically a guitar case and they are asking for money, which was like bizarre. 
Um, and then even at the end, like, you see her counting the money, and then, like, they show that she's like, oh, we made $82. Like, that was just weird to me. I didn't like that. It was super weird. Um, I think she's a great voice, and I think he has a pretty decent voice, but the whole date was just, like, weird to me, and I just don't love watching these dates. They're just, like, I don't know what it is, but they're really awkward. They're cringe. There's just something that, like, I can't stand about them, and this was one of those dates. So, um, back at the house, we kind of see that everybody, not everybody, but a lot of women have a thing for this guy named Brandon. And Brandon is, like, your stereotypical looking, like, white, <laughs> like, average looking white dude, if that makes sense. Um, and he has, like, three girls' hearts right now. He Mel really likes him, um, which is just, like, from her appearance, I don't know her that well, but, um, or we don't know her that well, but she has, like, I feel like an edgier vibe, um, she has, like, colored hair, she seems like just, like, a really cool down-to-earth person, um, she really likes him, and then Julia, who I talked about last episode, she is, like, this blonde, um, beautiful, like, um, singer, she has cystic fibrosis, and so she synced with the hospitals to, like, raise awareness for that, um, and then the other girl that has, um, her eyes on him is Savannah, and Savannah is just beautiful. I love Savannah. She, I think she's super cool and chill, and right now she is no drama at all, in my opinion, and I love that, so she's just thriving. Her looks are killer, like, the rose ceremony looks, like, her outfit for her date, like, everything about her, I love. So, basically, I guess they all have kind of their eyes on him, and um, that kind of comes out a lot, and then eventually, like, later in the episode, we see Savannah take him on a date, which I'll get to, Um, but yeah, so then, let's see, so Sheridan gets a date card, and he takes Julia, which is the blonde girl I was just talking about, so Sheridan seems just like a sweet guy, he's got, like, the long, curly, rock star-looking hair, um, piercings, I think, maybe some tattoos, wears, like, a leather jacket a lot, just to, like, give you a visual, and he seems like a sweet person, right, but I think he was kind of way too into Julia way too fast, and Julia is, like, being polite about it, and she kind of has a thing for him, too. They've kissed a bunch, um, and so they go on a date, and I think it was kind of a test to see, like, how they would be together, and they go to iHeart, um, they go to iHeart Music or iHeart Radio, and they go on the radio, and they're, like, on the talk show talking with the host about their relationship, and it's pretty vague, um, and I think you can already tell, like, how much Sheridan likes Julia versus, like, how little Julia likes Sheridan. Like, it's just very apparent, and it's awkward, um, and then they go perform a song. I think, oh, they sing Bones by, um, Maren Morris, which, oh my gosh, I love that song. Um, I love her, so I loved that part, but, Oh, Sheridan, like, forgot the words at one point, and other than that, it was really cute and good, but, like, and then they kiss, like, immediately after, which is, like, so awkward. Like, there's just so much about this show that it's just, it makes me uncomfortable. Um, but I think, yeah, again, like, you can just tell Julia's just, like, not all there with him, um, and I feel bad because Sheridan really likes her and really is super sweet and whatever, but it's just, I don't, I don't think it's in the cards for them. Okay, and then another couple that actually is, like, very prominent, and it's only episode two, which is a little weird, but Brie and Chris, um, they go on a date, they go to the Guitar Center, and they have it all to themselves, they're walking around looking at, like, the thousands of guitars on the wall, and they, like, are messing around with the drums and just, like, talking to each other, and I think they're cute, I think, um, there's something about them that, like, I think really clicked with each other, and, 
I I'm super happy for them. Like I just think that's adorable, but I am not super interested in it if that makes sense. Until I kind of got to know Brie a little bit bit better because she tells Chris the story about um her previous engagement, which I don't remember if that was mentioned on episode 1. But she brings up the fact that she was wedding dress shopping and she like sends a picture of, I don't think she sends a picture, but maybe she was like, oh my God, babe, like, you know, I found the dress. Like, I think I'm going to get it. Like, I'm so excited. I can't wait to marry you. And he calls her like immediately, like, and says, don't buy it. Like, I don't want to get married. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. And that broke my heart. Imagine being so excited for like a wedding day that you've dreamt of your whole life. And you're literally getting the dress of your dreams. You're so excited to marry this guy. And he says, don't buy it. That kills me. I felt so bad for her. Um, And Chris just seemed to, like, really listen. And I think they're cute. So, that was kind of the date, um, essentially. So, periodically throughout the episode, we have some newcomers come on the show. There are three girls that come on. um, And Natasha is the big one. Because when Jamie and Trevor... Sorry, we're going to go... We're going to rewind. When Jamie and Trevor get back from that date, when they were, like, playing music on the sidewalk, they're all lovey-dovey. They had a great time. They made $82. Like, they're thriving, right? They come back, and Natasha is a newcomer who had just shown up and basically says that she knows Trevor's ex-girlfriend. And tells the group that um, Trevor supposedly cheated on her, right? So, she's telling all these people in the house this and everyone's kind of getting worried because they know, like, how, you know, sweet Jamie is. They don't want her to, like, go through this if, like, he's a, you know, a jerk and he's going to cheat. And she comes back and they tell her the news and Natasha pulls Trevor aside and Trevor just basically says, like, I didn't cheat physically. Like, I cheated emotionally, which, like, honestly, some could say that's worse. Um, so I don't know why he, like, tried to justify it. Like, well, I didn't do anything physically. Like, boy, you still cheated. Like, what? You said cheat in the sentence. Like, no. So, I don't know. He's just, like, I don't know. I don't really like him. I think he is kind of fake. I think he, um, chases fame. And I don't know. Don't trust him. Don't, can't trust a cheater, guys. Um... So, yeah, and then, like, the other newcomers, one ended up going home, spoiler alert, and, um, I forget the other girl's name. She has pink hair. She seems, like, cute. She's, like, a, um, music teacher, and, um, I don't know. She was kind of irrelevant in the episode, so there's not too much to touch on with that. Um, but basically, the last date was Savannah and Brandon, which I mentioned. They go on a date to, like, um, this, I forget what it's called, but they go to, like, a little restaurant where there's like live music there's this old couple that plays music and they say like who would like to get on the mic and of course like savannah and brandon are like we should so they sing the song fever it was okay i mean they're everyone on the show is essentially like a good singer it's just like i don't know the whole premise of the show is just awkward there's so much like okay this is gonna sound weird but i feel like there's a lot of dead air if that makes any sense like if you're watching this and you kind of feel weird about the show like there's something off about the the show. I don't know. It just makes me uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, so that's basically the gist. Sheridan picks Julia and um, Brandon picks Savannah in the row ceremony, which were like the two big ones that we were like all waiting for. Um, but the big thing at the end was that Brandon, who had just picked Savannah, goes up to Julia and whispers, we'll figure this out. So, it's a little weird. I think Brandon doesn't really know what he's doing, and he's kind of, um, 
confused between Julia and Savannah. Um, so that should be interesting moving forward, but that is basically it. Like it's not too much. Like I said, it's a little bit weird, but I'm going to keep watching it for you guys to give like little recaps and give my thoughts and stuff, but that is about all for Listen to Your Heart. So let it, let's move on to um, Real Housewives. All right, so Beverly Hills. I love Beverly Hills. I have watched Beverly Hills probably, I don't know, way too long. Um, so many years, but it was probably like the first, I think, Housewife franchise I watched. So, um, I love it. So basically the episode kind of starts off with like Doree and PK are talking about their new house, um, and talking about all the rumors and accusations, um, revolving their finances, finances. So in like the confessional, PK comes in and it's just like a weird, um, vibe. And, like, you can hear the producer kind of asking the questions, which is, like, something we don't always see, um, talking about his finances. And I don't know. They seem to just, I don't know if I trust them. I kind of want to get your guys' thoughts if you guys watch Beverly Hills, um, on all of that. Like, does he have money? Does he not? Why is the house in Dorit's name? And that kind of stuff. Like, they really questioned a lot about them and they, weren't very convincing in their answers. So, curious what you guys think about that. Um, I want to talk about Garcelle because I love her as an, a new addition to Beverly Hills. I think she's great. I think she has, like, a different spunk. Um, I think she brings a lot of, um, I don't know, like, good energy, and I'm excited for the season with her. Um, she is a friend of, she's, like, brought on as a friend of Denise. Um, so I'm really excited to see, like, how that all turns out with, obviously, the stuff we know that's going to happen with Denise. Um, but I want to talk about, so basically, she is with her friend Allie Landry, I think. Um, they're going to see, like, her new, new home that's being built because she's recently divorced with two kids, or I guess she has three kids. She has an older kid, but two kids she's still living with. And, we go to see, like, her new house and stuff, and she kind of opens up about her divorce, which I didn't really know much about, um, and it broke my heart. Like, I had no idea. So, basically, she was married to Mike Nylon, um, who was an, uh, an agent, and she was an actress, so that was, like, a cute little couple. Um, they were married for, I think, nine years, and he, like, or she had found, like, texts on his phone or something, um, of him and, like, another woman. So, she getting all riled up, which naturally you're going to be, like, pissed off at this, um, she finds out that he had a five-year affair with another person. And she writes an email to, like, all of her friends, I think, like, all the people that, like, know him. And the subject line, this is iconic, subject line is, what does Tiger Woods, Jesse James, and Mike Nylon all have in common? And she, like, writes out this whole email and whatever, and eventually, like, it it got picked up by the press, and it was leaked. Um, And that, I mean, that right there is, like, a lot to, like, wrap your head around. Um, But how crazy that is. Like, that just breaks my heart. Five out of nine years, you're having an affair. That's terrible. Um, But I'm really excited for her. I think this new house will be, like, really fun. And she was like, I'm a romantic. Like, I'm excited for this new chapter, but I'm also a romantic. Like, I want someone to, like, spend my time with. So, maybe we'll get to see her date a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for that. I, I, I think she deserves, um, so much more than, like, what she just went through. That's terrible. So, 
looking forward to seeing like what happens with that um okay and then also like we get to see which i mean if you follow people on social media you already know this is like happening and clearly this was like a few months ago but erica signed a contract for the broadway play chicago which i'm super excited about and it's so funny because lisa renna did the same part for roxy as roxy um in chicago so i think that's super funny and we kind of see this like vulnerable side of her with tom she like breaks down she thanks him for like everything he's done for her and how supportive he is and she like says in her confessional confessional like you know yeah like tom is 80 and and he has all this money and he financially supports me but like he also emotionally supports me and that's, like, that was super cute to see her, like, really appreciate, like, all the stuff that he does for her. And you can see it, like, how excited he is. And I remember last season when we went to her concert and he, like, went backstage and got to see, like, the get up and everything backstage. I thought that was so cute. He just gets so excited for her. And, um, yeah, he might be 80, but, like, they're cute and it's fine. Um, okay, so I want to talk about... And the girl Sutton, so I forget how do you say her last name, like Strake, Strake, I don't know, Sutton, she is like a friend of, I can't think of it, but basically like Sutton comes on as like a, um, a friend. So she's going to be on a lot, but she's not like an official cast member of Beverly Hills, but she comes on and right away you just know that she's like all about money, like she's recently divorced, she has all this money to her, she doesn't know what to do with, she mentioned like she's wearing couture in every sentence, um, she just doesn't give off like great vibes in my opinion, I think she's like really stuck up right now and maybe that's just because that's all she knows, so maybe this divorce is gonna treat her, you know, like do her well where she kind of like comes into her own and is more like down to earth, maybe not, um, but she kind of has this like dinner with Kyle, Kyle, and she's like talking about like a fashion line and kind of trying to help Kyle and she's like what about (laughs) yacht wear and Kyle's like okay well I don't want to like sell a line that has a yacht in it because not everybody has a yacht like I don't want to exclude people so I don't know she just has like a different perspective on things and maybe that'll change throughout the season or just like throughout the you know next couple years but I don't know not a big fan at the moment she may grow on us but who knows Um, and then also I wanted to talk about Teddy really quick because Teddy is an accountability coach, I think is what it's called. Um, and I feel like a lot of people on the show, like, really give her a hard time about this. Like, okay, accountability, like, whatever. And she is, like, having this retreat so that people can actually, like, see exactly what her job entails. She invites all of them to come and everyone, like, makes this huge deal about it. They, like, put the text up on the screen and, like, kind of make fun of it and, like, poke at her about it. Not to her, but, like, you know, behind her back, of course. And, and they're, like, well, you know what? I don't really want to go. Like, that doesn't excite me and whatever. And so, Lisa Rinna's, like, Teddy, you need to be more, like, specific about what you want. Like, do you want people there? Like, do you care if people come? Because people need to know. So then the conversation gets brought up and she basically, and and in my opinion, this is why she's saying this. It's because she's insecure and people make her insecure. I think they pick on her like for her walk, for the way she dressed. Um, I think they pick on her for her job or her so-called job. You know, like they pick on her for a lot of stuff. And I feel like Teddy is like constantly being like beat down. And so she comes out and was like, you know what guys, like I honestly don't care if you come or not. And that's not me like trying to be mean, but like if you're not interested in it, don't come. If you're interested in it, come. And she was like, I don't want you to come to support me, like come because you want to. So I think that was like kind of coming out of like her insecurity with them because 
she's trying to play it off. Um, but that's not, I don't think that's how she feels at all. So yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes and who shows up to that. But that was about it for that episode. Um, oh my gosh, you guys, I've been watching, um, so many reruns of Beverly Hills this week and it's been so funny. Like I've been watching season one with like Camille and Kyle and like Portia was like two years old and it's just so funny to see like how different everything is. Um, so yeah, if you're like bored or whatever, just put Bravo on because they're literally doing reruns of everything. Um, okay. So we'll just do, so we'll, we'll jump into Vanderpump Rules. So Vanderpump Rules. Oh my god, I love Vanderpump Rules. I live for it. I literally get so excited. This is probably, like, the one show I get, like, the most excited about, which is so weird, but I love it. So, the episode kind of opens up with, like, Dana and Brad. They're, like, at bartending class or something, and they're just talking about, basically, the Vegas trip where Katie and Tom got, like, remarried because... Tom lost the, or Schwartz, I should say Schwartz. Schwartz lost the, um, marriage certificate. So, technically, or, like, he never got it signed or whatever. I don't know. So, they, like, went to Vegas to get married again, essentially. And Sheena Squared is what they're calling her. She, like, is a waitress at, um, the restaurant, the Vanderpump restaurant they went to. (laughs) She looks just like Sheena. It's so freaking weird. And basically, like, uh, Dana and Brett are talking about how Max and and the Shayna look-alike hooked up. So, that's just, like, interesting. Um, so, this episode was basically about, honestly, the, the majority of it was about Katie Stassi and Kristen and, like, the Witches of WeHo brand. Um, they, this has been talked about, like, for the last few episodes, and I have my opinions on all of this with the whole Kristen Stassi-Katie thing. Um, I understand where Stassi and Katie are coming from when they say, like, we're tired of, what do they say? They basically say, like, we're tired of helping you when you basically lie to us because Kristen and Carter are always on and off and Kristen complains about how crappy um, Carter is to her, how they break up, but then, like, the next day or so, like, they're, you know, hooking up again and it's so back and forth and they don't know, they can't trust her with that and they're tired of hearing about it and tired of, like, answering her phone calls of her crying about it when, like, the next day she's back together with him. So, I understand where they're coming from and I'm sure it's a lot more than just that, but, like, I get that. But at the same time, I feel for Kristen, especially when you have, like, a business, the three of you are running together and they're not doing anything and you're the only one kind of, like, putting in the effort, I feel bad for her. And then we see her kind of, like, setting up the party by herself and, like, Stassi and Katie just rolling in, like, you know, didn't really give a shit. So, it's a really interesting dynamic right now. It's honestly really sad um, to see, but the party seems, like, really cute. Oh, my God, I love Stassi's outfit. If you know what I'm talking about, it was, like, the um, polka dot sleeved. Oh, my God, freaking loved it. Um, And the party seemed to be, like, going really well. We kind of see, like, um, Lala and Ariana talking. We see everyone's conversation. It seems just like a good time. And then Kristen and Bo have a conversation. And you can see, like, uh, uh, st- st- oh my god. And you can see Stassi, like, eyeing them. Like, what are they talking about? Oh my god. And basically, Bo is trying to explain, like, yes, Kristen, you're my friend. But when I'm with Stassi, like, physically with Stassi, I'm not gonna 
he was like, don't expect me to, you know, run over here and give you the biggest hug and be like, hey, how are you? Like, when she's by me, I need to, you know, respect her feelings about this whole situation and, like, just know that I still care about you, but I'm not gonna, like, rub it in her face. And I, I respect that. Like, he's just trying to, like, keep things, you know, level and kind of respect both sides of it, which I get, but Stasi does not really see it that way and wants kind of him to pick her side, which I also kind of see. So then Stasi freaks out and she was like, I'm, I'm your person, I'm your person, right? Like, I'm, aren't I? Like, I'm your person, right? And he just, like, gets all flustered and upset and she storms off literally out of her own event. Um, but meanwhile, like, the stuff that she doesn't know what's going on is, like, he's talking to Lisa Vanderpump, trying to set up, like, the engagement party. He's asking, you know, her dad for his blessing. Like, he's about to propose and she get, she's getting so upset about it these last few episodes, which is honestly kind of funny to see. Um, like, just you wait, girl. Just you wait. So, yeah, I'm so excited for next episode um, where she gets proposed to. I listened to her podcast um, a while ago, like, right around when it actually happened in real time. And she was talking about how she just, like, threw on this outfit. They were going to the cemetery. She thought it was going to be a scene that got cut out, and she just, like, really didn't care about, like, that day very much, and she just, like, wasn't thinking about it, and so, um, when it happened, she just was so caught off guard. Like, she just, like, genuinely didn't think that, like, this was going to be put into the show, which is super funny, so, um, I'm super excited to see, like, the actual, um, engagement part they go to a cemetery and he like points out like some urn or something and is like wait what is that and then like picks up the ring and proposes to her so that is like such a stossy engagement so i'm really excited for them um but yeah that should be a good episode for sure all right so jumping into real housewives of new york so we're still at the hamptons we're still at ramona's hamptons house and um I kind of want to give my opinion on Leah. She is the new girl and she is like, what a cool girl. I don't know. I really like her. I like her vibe. I think she brings something different to the group. Um, and I don't know. I'm just like, I'm a fan. So this episode, we kind of see like Luann struggling again with everyone drinking. And I think she's going to drink soon. Like I think since she's off probation, she technically can. Um, and I just think she's not trying to because she's like, I don't know but I think she's going to. I think she's going to, and I think it's going to get bad, and I think it's going to be, like, good TV, but I don't think it's going to be good for the group, so interested to see what happens with that. But yeah, they just all got super drunk, basically, at the house. They, like, stayed at the house. They didn't go out, and Leah kind of comes for Sonia a little bit about, so Sonia Morgan is her name, right? So she is recently, like, she's divorced. She is not a Morgan, but she kept the name, and the Morgans have all this money, and there's been, I mean, this is not anything new. Sonia Morgan, you know, refers to the Morgans as her family. And she basically references it all the time. Like, and she'll wear, like, they even showed a flashback. Like, she'll wear, like, loafers that are, like, the Morgans. And, like, they have, like, the crest or whatever it is. Like, this is my family and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, actually, Sonia, they're not your, they're not your family anymore. Like, you're not married to him anymore. And Leah kind of, like, I mean, they're drunk, so everything's escalated. But Leah's like, you're not a Morgan. Like, drop the name. And they get into this huge argument about it. And um, it's kind of, like, forgotten about, at least for the morning. Like, no one really brings it up the next day. So that was just, like, a super interesting uh, <laughs> thing to watch. They all, like, skinny dip in the pool. And Leah's chucking um, 
the tiki torches and she's saying how much she hates them and it was just it was an interesting um episode and then in the morning Ramona's pissed because basically the entire place is trashed so um it was okay episode like I just feel like so far New York isn't really wowing me with the episodes um I hope it gets better. I think it's supposed to get better. I mean, like, previews always look good, but I actually hope that it is good and worth kind of, like, my time because I feel like I'm not loving the shows. Um, but yeah, so that is basically, um, all of that episode. Okay, so this is not reality TV, but I just want to talk about really quickly the show Waco on Netflix. I think it came out in, like, 2018, but now it's, um, on Netflix, and it's so good, and you can binge it in a day like I did. Um, that's so, I don't think I've ever done that, so I'm, like, actually kind of proud of myself, but it was that good. I literally watched it in a day. It's only six episodes, so don't freak out. Like, I didn't watch, like, five episodes, or five, um, seasons or something in a day. That's disgusting, but, um, yeah, it's so good. So, basically, it's, yeah, six episodes, like I said, Okay, so basically, it's a story about David Koresh, and he is basically a super religious guy. He lures all these people. I want—I don't even want to say lure, but like he recruits all these people, um, family, families, and um, friends of his to like come to this house, and they all worship God. They have these kind of weird and interesting rules, like the top floor is all women and the bottom floor is all men, except for like he's allowed to sleep on the top floor and he has a few wives in the house. He has a bunch of kids. Um, he sleeps with like, so there's, um, like there'll be couples and stuff, but like he'll sleep with the wife instead of her actual husband and he'll have a kid with her, but not him. Um, if that makes sense. So, he has all these weird rules, but they all, you know, like, love and adore him. Um, they worship him. They have a chapel in the in the house, and it's just super interesting to see. So, basically, in 93, the ATF wanted to place Koresh under arrest, and so, like, all of them, like, come to the house, and they wanted to prove that he, they had, like, illegal firearms and that he was, like, sexually abusing these minors in the house, like, these kids, um, and also, like, his super young wives, because he got married to, like, a 14-year-old. So, like, they're all at the house, and basically, it's about, like, the 50 or so days that they were camped out there and trying to, um, get them to come out of the house and, like, arrest them and all that stuff. So, it's super, it might, okay, I might have just, like, scared you off. You might not want to watch this at all, but I'm telling you, like, it's so, so good. It's not, like, um, it's like a reenactment, I guess you could say. Like, they're actors, um, but the acting is phenomenal, and um, honestly, I, I just, I really recommend it. So, like, watch it as soon as you can. Like, seriously, it's so good. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's emotional, too, because it is a true story, and so, like, when you're watching it, you're like, how is this, like, real, you know? Um, so, yeah, Waco, Netflix, watch it. Um, some other shows that... I want to watch, so maybe we can, you know, watch them all together. I want to watch Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary. <laughs> um, I have it on, like, my DVR, so, like, I need to watch it. And then also, like, I don't know if other people are interested in this, but, like, I forgot about it, the Jonas Brothers documentary. I want to watch it. It's on Amazon Prime if you have it. So, I definitely want to watch that. Um, and then, oh my god, you guys, I totally forgot. Little Fires Everywhere ended. So, it was eight episodes who does that? It was, like, one episode a week every Wednesday, and I was, like, literally so into this last episode. I was, like, wow, this is, like, really, really good. Like, oh my god. 
freaking out about it and it ended like it ended ended and I looked it up like when is season two coming (laughs) and the writers don't want to do a season two so I was devastated to say the least um they basically said that like they kind of told the story um and it's, I mean, it's based on books, so, like, they basically told it all, if that makes sense. And the way that it ends, and I'm not going to spoil it because it's so good and you literally need to watch it for yourself, um, they don't really know how, like, the two main characters will, like, intertwine again. So, um, yeah, if, without saying too much. So, they're like, we don't really know how to, like, make a season two if they're not even going to be around each other. So, that is that but yeah i was so sad if you guys haven't seen it please watch it little fires everywhere on hulu yeah definitely watch it okay well that is about it for today's episode thank you guys so much for listening i just wanted to like recap this week's tv because there was just like a lot to talk about a lot to digest so hopefully you guys really enjoyed it but yeah be on the lookout for an episode on wednesday and i will talk to you guys then thanks for listening bye You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.